0: book of Colossians today. Lord, by His grace that uh, allowed me to be able to study the book Colossians uh, for a few, uh, I guess at least a few months, close to years. But I'm just thankful that I get a chance to preach in light of that. I, I love the prayer of Paul. Uh, as you go through some of his epistles, you can imagine that he has prayed for each of those different, um, groups of people that he has done, uh, he has visited as well as he has influenced. And today we want to look at Colossians from chapter one, verse nine to 12. So Colossians chapter one, verses nine to 12. But before that, we're talking about prayers. What are some of the things you guys know about prayers, and what are some of the things that comes to mind? Um, It's interesting that you hear different people would pray, and you would kind of sometimes, you kind of understand how that person views God, or what is he asking for. Um, And sometimes, you know, you you understand that where they're coming from, uh, how they phrase their um, the words and how they address God. One time, I remember we had a prayer meeting, and then one guy, after the prayer meeting, he he's finished, and he's like, I, I want to pray like that lady. I said, why? What, what, what's going on? She goes, he he said good morning to God. He goes, I, I wish that it would been just so easy for him to say that, to say morning, Lord, you know? And, and as you kind of hear prayers, and we're going to look at the pause prayer, and just to be able to hear the essence of what he's trying to convey. And we, I hope that we'll be blessed because of that. But uh, before that, and I was curious, what are some of the things I could dig up about what kids were prayed about? You know, I don't know if you know already, I have a lot of kids. So that always gets my goat, you know, what they say and what they do. So uh, let me see if I can advance this. We do it manually. So I know that you can't see it in the back, so I'll read it for you. So do you see it some of these notes The little kids would pray to God? So the first one says, Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but I pray for a puppy. <laughs> Joyce. Dear God, if you watch in church on Sunday, I will show you my new shoes. <laughs> Mickey. Dear God... I want to be just like my daddy when I get big, but not with so much hair all over. <laughs> you, can see, you know what Sam doesn't want, right? <laughs> Dear God, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? <laughs> Neil. I like this one too. We read, uh, we read, we read uh, Thomas Edison's Made Light, but in Sunday school they said you did it. I bet he stole your idea. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I like this one. Dear God, I think about you sometimes, even when I'm not praying. It's pretty neat, right? You could hear these little hearts, right? In their world and how they operate, and you could hear their little hearts and try to figure it out and but they address the Lord. And as we read God's word today in Colossians, I hope that you see the heart of Paul. And that's such a blessing that he would pray for God's people in Colossae and all that he wants them to know. So, hear me as we read God's word together. If you don't mind, look into your Bible. We will read Colossians Oh, but let me before you go read that. Let me give a little preview. Excuse me. The prayer of Paul reveals his heart for the people, and he's understanding what is best for these believers. As I mentioned, he longs for their best as fellow members of God. Even in the midst of the prayer, it may not be, or may be that what they want, but is what they need. It may or may not be that what they perceive, but what they should aim for. This is more a little bit of a summary and a more of a teaser what we're going to go down the line. Let's read God's word together. Chapter 1 verse 9. This is a reading of God's word. For this reason also since the day we heard of it we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that If you don't mind, I would like to read verse 13 and 14 as well. Why? Because he, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. As you imagine also already that this, um, this prayer it's pretty full, and I hope to be able to do a good job to break this down for you. In verse 9, it says, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask. Certainly it's a prayer, but you kind of go wondering, well, what are the, ba- what are the backgrounds? Who are we? Chapter 1, verse 1. If you will, in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, Timothy, our brother. Paul saying that Paul and Timothy are the we. Well, who are you? Chapter 1, verse 2. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God our Father. Believers in Colossae, in the city of Colossae. And my third point on that here is Epaphras. Well, What's Epaphras got to do with it? Well, the whole background is that Paul certainly knows about the church. He knew about the church through this one guy. If you look at chapter 1 again, Read verse starting verse five, because the hope laid up for you in heaven, which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel. See the gospel which has come to you, just as in all the world also is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even it has been doing in you also. Since day you heard of it, understood the grace of God in truth. So he's talking about these believers in the city Colossae. But verse 7, just as you learned it from Epaphras a beloved fellow bondservant who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf. So the story is that we don't know in completely sense, but we know that Epaphras brought the news about the city of Colossae, the believers there, to Paul. Paul's in jail right now. This is one of the letters from jail, as Ephesians and Philippians. So Epaphras would leave the city of Colossae, which he helped, and he's the one who brought the gospel there, would go to Paul in jail and say, this is what's going on. Would you write back to them? So Epaphras was a big, big part of their lives. And Paul would write back as to say, you are in our thoughts and prayers. I heard about you being saved. You heard the gospel and, and, and you're doing great. And I want to pray for you that way. So as we see this prayer, really, is there's one prayer, and I highlighted certain things here. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled. Really, that is the prayer. He's praying that they might be filled, but this prayer is broken down into two parts. You see that I highlighted there, you will walk. So we were going to go through this prayer by how he sectioned it out. You might be filled. And you will walk. That's our section. You might be filled. And you will walk. If you notice, the, the first part of it, you might be filled. It's not like you're filling yourself, but God would fill you. And I will justify that a little bit more. Hopefully you understand it in clarity. So, if you don't mind, I, I certainly Move the text around so that you can understand what are the bigger points and what are the sub-points. So you will understand what is being filled and what does this walking look like. So, even more, let's bracket them. Right? So you might be filled and whatever is being filled is in that first box. What you will walk, this is how you're going to walk, is in the second box. So for... For my sake, I can't see it that far, right? Are you in the back? Here it goes. That you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. How would you walk? Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power, joyously giving thanks to the Father. So, as you can imagine, then now we're going to walk through it. This prayer is about for them, how the Paul longs for them to be filled. And in light of that, they will walk. They will live out their lives. So the first part, you may be filled. You could hear Paul's heart for them. We have not ceased to pray for you. We have not stopped. Ever since we heard about you believers, we have not stopped praying for you that as you might, you may be filled. Be filled, the verb. It is a passive verb, not asking the readers to fill themselves. He's not saying the Colossians, believers, brothers, you need to fill yourself. No, he's asking God doing the filling. Remember, this is a prayer to God. God, would you please fill them? Asking God to fill them in completion, not just a little bit, but fill. Eukolagem may be made filled by God. The word fill itself is it kind of give me imagery of a cup, a vessel that needs to be filled. It's never a vacuum. There is not like ever nothing in there. It's either be air in there, air air molecules, or liquid. But he longs for the fact that God will fill them. That it will be completely full, no foreign elements, no other atoms that is foreign, is pure. No dilution, Dilution. no mixing in anything, no contamination. That you be filled, God will fill you to the full. With what? With the knowledge of his will. With the knowledge of his will. Let's go through this. Word by word. Knowledge itself is not just a regular knowledge. It's, it's a compound noun that says, upon knowledge. It gives us the emphasis. An emphasis that we need to pay a culture into. He adds that on top of there, that the compound, it adds so much more. It's not so much the knowing in the head. It's an experience. You know so well that you experienced it. It's a relationship that you know. This is the word sometimes could be used between husband and wife. You know your spouse. I hope that God will fill you up, that you will know him so much as in the relationship. In full sense, in great sense, in super sense, in abundant knowledge. Abundant knowledge of what? In God's will. Full knowledge of what God wants. Fill with this full knowledge. As you can imagine, there's a little bit of play on word. Be filled up with full, right? Condition of how it's filled. I can be made full of his will. As I told you earlier, the, pris- the prison is pistol, alongside his Ephesians. And we're talking about what does this fullness looks like? Ephesians 3, if you want to turn there, you can. This is chapter 3, verse 14 through 19. And no doubt, he does pray for the Ephesian, uh, Ephesus believer as well. Verse 14 says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name, that he would grant you, there's prayers, right, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell, I'm going to highlight that part, in your hearts. This is another form of filling, that Christ would dwell in your heart, like make a home inside you through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, might be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you might be filled up to all the fullness of God. You hear his intention, right? I hope that God would fill you up with all that he wants. Nothing would be left inside you. And I promise there was an illustration. I, When I was back home, me, Pastor Henry, and this other guy, a really big good buddy named Kirk, um, we... We always hang around we' hang around together, and one time Kirk needed a favor, so me and this other guy named Peter wanted to help him what 's going on? What do you need? He said, "Well, um, my brother has a rental home, and the renters has trashed place, and I need to go help him to clean the place up, okay, whatever you know you know, buy me dinner or whatever you know <laughs> so we' we'll say let 's go okay, We went there and go, how bad can it be that this' bad It was bad. We went there. Um, Went into the house, it, it, the smell was unbearable. Uh, they, left, they let their pets do whatever on the carpet, so we had to clean that up, and it was stench. And then we keep cleaning, cleaning, until we went to the back, and they had this above-the-ground pool. And it did not look good, it didn't smell good, because they decided to stop paying for services for garbage, and they put garbage in the pool and they mound it up excuse me sorry about that <laughs> they mount, they mound it up and i still remember we put gloves on whatever we could put on and start taking the stuff and there were water stuff in there and and slowly surely i mean we literally just take things out and to the point at the end we kind of go we just burrito the thing and try to put it in a truck um, the reason why I bring that up, and, and I, I apologize that make you feel bad, but <laughs> when Christ came into the house, we are that cesspool, and he cleaned house. All the refuse that he needs to clean, he comes in and clean, That you might be filled up with no more gunk for whatever he wants. What a privilege. Um, the knowledge to what he wants. And what does that look like? It helps us understand that in the midst of this, as a, as a big picture, that he will fill you up with this view, he would express to you that in two different ways, in all spiritual wisdom, in the verse here, and also, if you will, it, that all... We, connects to all understanding as well, but I'll get there. All spiritual wisdom, what does that mean? All-encompassing, right? Nothing's left. All-encompassing. It is a spiritual wisdom, not philosophical. And back then, the day, especially in the day of Colossians, um, Colasse, there are a lot of philosophies flying around, especially even later on. What they're struggling with is the fact that, you know, some people say, well, you need to worship this day, you need to worship that. Don't eat that and don't eat this because God doesn't like that. And that's all he's dealing with, that some people are just gripping onto these external things to do. He says, no, this is, that God will fill you with his will. It, it, it pertains to the spiritual wisdom. What does that mean still? Ability to accumulate to gather up and organize the principles from Scripture. As if you understand it. What that means is you will understand what God really wants you to do. These truths that he would have you understand. is not beyond you. That God will fill you up to his truths. That you will understand in this principle. But that's not all of it. And all spiritual understanding. It's all encompassing. And it's spiritual, not philosophical. Again, it is what God derives this understanding. It is the application to the biblical principle to daily living. Meaning, you know what he wants in his principle, in his truth, in his depth, but at the same time, to apply it in your life. Wow. That's a pretty good prayer, right? I hope that God will fill you up to what he wants to so much that you understand that you're not, you know, that you wouldn't, I don't get it. It's not that. That you understand the godly principles to the point that you know how godly living looks like. Wow, this is a pretty amazing prayer that he wants to do that. Let's go back again. For this reason I pray and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of this will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's where we end with all the filling. This is the next part. That you will walk. That you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. To please Him in all respects, you will walk. So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects. Now, I highlighted that these three, uh, four, uh, phrases or words, uh, phrases, yeah defines this walk, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power, giving thanks to the Father. And we'll take it one at a time. But before that, there's the understanding the big picture of what this walk looks like. This walk is a manner worthy of the Lord. What does that phrase mean, worthy of the Lord, a manner worthy of the Lord? It looks like this. You know, this is a scale. You put God on one end or... You, the scale certainly is to weigh things from one plate to another plate. You, you, something is worthy that you put something here and you want to make sure that things would equal to it. So he's saying, look, that when you are applying what God says, it'll be worthy, it'll be equal to God. That's a tall, tall order, right? That sounds crazy. I hope that when you, when you lived out your life, and then the word walk itself, it is more of a Hebrew understanding, not so much the Greek understanding, but it is a walk of life. I love the fact that it is the action, not static, right? It is a, as you go, as you live out life, as you move from one place to another, A to B, this walk, it will equal to the Lord. And to please him in all respects. And it really is translated to all pleasing. That whatever you do, it equals to the Lord. And you please the Lord. And the reason I bring this up, the knowledge of his will, is because the earlier part of it is that I hope that you would know him so well so that when you go through life, it is pleasing to him. You know what he wants, and I'm going to do it. Because I want to please him. What does this walk continue look like if it's that grand, worthy of the Lord, in awe's pleasing? It looks like this, bearing fruit. You understand this phrase in the church long enough that it's something that be fruitful. It's a verb. It's a present tense, meaning it's actively ongoing. Meaning that the believers are to take action. An ongoing action, not just once, twice, keep going. You have to produce good work while walking. Fruits are to be seen. Fruits are to be tasted. Fruits, fruit identifies the source, the tree. Fruits are to, for reproduction. It's such a good imagery that the fruit is a byproduct of the plant. It's whatever nutrients it gets, we bring to bear a product. As you walk, all that infusing you the God's will would come out. It has to come out. Would come out of your pores. It will come out of you. In every good work, I need to keep moving, increasing the knowledge of God. The word itself, the the verb itself, meaning to grow. It gives us an imagery of growing, it's similar to bearing fruit. Present tense, passively ongoing, meaning that not the believers in Colossae to grow themselves, but so many that God would grow them. God will continue to grow in your relationship with him. Your relationship deepens while walking. we talk talking about relationship again. Wanting, knowing what he wants and continue to please him. But it's ongoing The God will continue to grow you as you continue to walk. While you're walking, he keeps on filling you. He doesn't stop there. He could have stopped there. That's a lot already. But he keeps going Strengthen with all power. Strengthen with all power. I have to go back up. Make sure that you guys will see it. Strengthen with all power. This is amazing. You have to follow me. I'm kind of getting geeked out a little bit here. Okay? There's three words of power. Strength, power, and might. I highlight that for you. He, does, he, he really wants to get this point across. That when you're doing, when you're following the will of God, that you'll be powerful. Three words, okay? The emphasis is there, no doubt. Empowered is the verb. Present tense, passively ongoing. He's praying that God will empower you to do this walk. The first two words here, strengthen and all power, um, it has the root word of dynamite. i get that across. And the tense itself, God... Being made, I mean, the Colossians will be made strengthened. The Colossians will be empowered. God will grant you power to walk. And he didn't stop there. He's like, okay, I I pray that God would certainly empower you with power. Based on what? Based on what? Being made strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. You can't go, okay, Mike, we can move on. This power stuff, get old. No. God will grant you power while walking. Look it. According, based on what? Not according to what I'm lack of. God, I need your help. I'm just down. Can you give me enough to get by? That's not all he's saying. Based upon God's storehouses of power. Here, let me illustrate this, right? It's the glorious power of God. It is a proportion to the Almighty, not the proportion to what I need. Buffet illustration. We love to eat, right? You don't go to a buffet because I just want to be filled. You want to be gorged, right? Engorged. <laughs> it's not based on... How much the I'll be full and this this plate and that's enough because I'll be full. It is based on what's in the kitchen. <laughs> You're drawing for the fact that it's a huge source. One guy illustrated this way. He says, if if Bill Gates will give you according to your needs, yeah that's 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 good. If Bill Gates give you according to his wealth, that's different. Keep looking at your Bible, please, in Colossians, in its context. Go to verse 15. This is the God he's talking about. This is Jesus Christ. Verse 15, I read, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things. In him, all things hold together. The gravitational pull of electrons in the atoms are responsible by Jesus Christ. He holds all things together. Verse 17, he is before all things. In him, all things hold together. Verse 18, he is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have a first place in everything. Yeah, you read it. It says election on there. Is God not powerful enough, powerful enough to deal with this? And I admit to you, when, when I heard the results of the presidential election, my heart, my heart dropped. But see, the reason, that's, that's wrong in, in my head. God is in control. We, we just sang earlier, you know, the Lord is in his throne, but do we stop there? Understand that, let's think about the, the, the good spectrum and even the worst, the, 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 the worst spectrum, Okay. Maybe the Lord, in his power, will save presidential, President Trump. He can. Let's look at the worst, right? On the other side. And as I think about it, the Lord knows what he's doing. As America would tank, it would take away one more God away from his children. No more we depend on America, we continue to worship the God who is on the throne. And I told the elders yesterday that, you know, when I was back home, the pastor addressed about this. He goes, I just came up from India. They were dumbfounded at the fact that why you guys trust in your government? There are a lot of places in the world that don't trust their government. Believers can be empowered with all power according to God's glorious power. The word "glory" is the weight of God. It's also defined. I need to keep moving. It's defined that God would grant you based on this power, of walking unto all steadfastness and all patience. The power would use two results: all steadfastness, and once again, all. Stephan's to stay in a place. Power to stay in godly stay godly in situations. You could have the power to be godly, to represent God in any circumstances. Patience, long suffering, a power to stay godly in relationships. That guy's getting on my nerves. No, God can empower you that. You can be gracious, forgiving. Lastly, verse 12, The joyously, certainly, I take the position that it will graft onto verse 12. Joyously giving thanks, heart attitude of joy while walking. Thankfulness used from a knowledge of his will and to walk in that manner with his help. It is, as you can imagine, right? You understand, Let's, let's think through this. If you know what God wants and suddenly you just understand how that works and you, you understand his principle and you're walking through this and, and you're dealing with situations amazing way that God will have you do and you are gracious and be able to lovingly help somebody to know the Lord very, very well. And in the midst of that, you can't help but be thankful. And in it, giving thanks to the Father The father term is endearment, based only upon the father's qualification that you get to do this. And being a child to that father qualifies you with the inheritance along with the family of God. And I, I had a hard time figuring out what this inheritance means. But after a while, I kind of go, really, does it matter anymore what I get? Because I'm in the midst of God's will. The, the word inheritance has an imagery of a you draw it all the way back to Abraham going to the promised land. Land flowing with milk and honey. Pretty crazy prayer, right? That you might be filled to that extent. That you build a walk to that extent. What do we learn about Paul's prayer? Let me kinda of little summary summarise real quick. What time do I get get till? Fifteen after, thank you. What we learn about Paul's prayer is he knows that these believers have the capacity to be directed in his fullest sense by God. Capacity to think through godly principles, capacity to work out in their daily lives. For this reason, also we pray to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will to all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Look at the superlatives there. He, you can hear this whole prayer is: I want you to know everything about God. I want you to do everything that is good. Look at the superlatives. I'm going to underline: be filled, not just a little bit, super knowledge, right? Two times all spiritual. Wisdom and all understanding. Look at the superlatives. Worthy of the Lord, please Him in all respects. Every good work, increasing, growing, all power, According to His glorious might based upon what God has. Two times, all steadfastness and all patience. Are you selling yourself short as a believer? At this point, I I need to address some that I'm not sure I'm a believer. And I I hope to to lend your ear to me, please. We just read that a, a believer, a Christian, who's affected so much to be able to understand that a Christian could be filled up to this amount, There's no reason not wanting that. But verse 13 is the reason why he rescued us from a domain of darkness. See, for unbeliever, if he or she will be, remains to be in a kingdom of darkness, a domain of darkness, then transfer us to the kingdom of his beloved son. He brought from the outside to the inside. You were outside throwing rocks at this God. I'm in control. But suddenly, when he summoned on the cross, the gates were opened. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. No longer that the things that I've done, that the sin against God has put on my account, but was bought back. So as a believer, are we selling ourselves short? I put down here, I'm only a blank what would you put that in there? I don't know enough of blank. See, Paul doesn't even know these, some of these believers. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf. Look at he's still expressing his love for them. I struggle for you on your behalf for those who are in Laodicea, another city near Classe, for those who have not personally what? See my face. So, you know, in prayers, in prayer meetings, like please pray for me. I have, you know, I'm going through some tough times and health issues. Kids are sick. I understand, we should pray, bring that before the Lord. But understand that he's, he doesn't even know some of their specifics, even their faith, some of them. But he would pray that because you are a believer, a child of God, you could have that. What's your goal? What's your target? What is your goal of a uh, Christian life? Is it just a coast? God, please make sure that my life go oh, go well all the way to retirement to so just kind of coast. Look at end of chapter 1, verse 28. We proclaim him, admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man, what? Complete in Christ. That's what he wanted for the believers, to be complete and mature in Christ. This is not a self-esteem. It is God-esteem. It's what God's doing inside a sinner's life. I hope that these are none of these are your excuses. I don't have the time. This is too busy of of stage of life. I don't have to drive. I don't have the relation a relationship. I don't have a job. I don't have a the personality. I don't want to. But what I have is I have health limitations. I have family obligations. I have school. I have a business to run. I have a difficult spouse. I have a difficult time socializing. I have an addiction. I have depression. I have bad history. I have five children. I have a horrible boss. I need to go back one slide. Let me read the text. I pray that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Be filled no more excuses that God can, with his all his power. How about the walk? With this capacity, their lives can be lived out to a point that is pleasing to God. In their various stages of life, they can make choices that show off God, the fruit. In their various stages of life, God can add to their appetite to learn more about himself. There are no old dogs not learning new tricks, right? All old dogs, we learn new tricks. They can be dynamites of God whether it be good or difficult circumstances. They can be dynamites of God, whether it be in good or difficult relationships. In the midst of all that, they are happy to praise God for what is going on, an attitude that understands God's familial endowment, which is beyond this life. I know that my summary went by really fast. Understand that Paul, as he prays, he helps them understand the potential that they could have. And if you will, in my summary, I hope to put us in it, right? What have I learned about Paul's prayer? God knows that I have the capacity to be directed in his fullest sense by God. And God can do this in my life as a believer. Capacity to think through godly principles. Capacity to work out my daily activities. With this capacity, my life can be lived out to the point that is pleasing to God. In my various stages of life, I can make choices that show off God. In my various stages of life, I can be given a great appetite to learn more about God. I can be that dynamite of God. In tough situations. I can't be that dynamite of God in good or difficult relationships. In the midst of all that, I'm happy to praise God for what is going on. An attitude that understands God's familial endowment beyond my life. you believe that you may be filled? You may be able to walk. You see, this passage, Paul never exhorted the people to pray. He just said, pray like this. He said, no, this is what I'm praying for you about. Some people say that, well, you learn how to pray by watching him pray. Yeah, but you learn about what to pray for. Can you imagine that you know this well enough that you would pray for a believer that way? Somebody you don't know at all? Then... Then, then you, you could see that Paul understands this believer's life. The potential that God would touch a life that just, just resonate all over the place. I want to encourage you. God is still on the throne and He could fill you up. He can fill you up. We have a couple minutes left. Can I ask you to pray? on your own and talk to the Lord and I would like to close in prayer in a little bit feel free to look at your Bible and read the passage again if you want to do that too so I'm going to give you some time to talk to the Lord and I'll close in prayer in a little bit let's pray together Father, God, we're so thankful that you're a God who is amazing. Please forgive us at times that we lose sight of how great and grand, grand and great you are. You're the God who has made everything and holds all things together, and you would orchestrate all that you're doing. Even in the midst of this presidential election, that you are still on your throne. Even David recognized that even his life was threatened, that he understand that you have anointed Saul as king, that he need not touch him. Even though he's a murderer, wicked king, we trust in the God that who can empower sinners for his glory. In the midst of thankfulness, we come before you. Father, may You fill the San Francisco Bible Church with a knowledge of Your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that they will walk in a manner worthy of You, to please You in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of You. May you strengthen them with all power based upon your glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. And they would joyously give you thanks as their Father who has qualified them, us, to share an inheritance of all the saints in light. Thank you, Father, Lord, for talking to us, reminding us of who you are in our lives. In your son's name I pray.